Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Well, it's a big day today. The UEFA Champions League group draw is happening, and you can watch it right here on the Galazzo Network. Our coverage starts at 12 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, we love this event because you just never know what might happen. Expect the unexpected, right? Like uh, this iconic moment from 2019. <laughs> Let's take a look back. Uh, as flies to wanton boys, we are for the goats. They kill us for the sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will, be, will fix the cells to the state. And so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, Wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. <laughs> you look like Ronaldo and Messi. Yo, nobody's ever told you that before. <laughs> Yo, look at my G. This Why are you guys doing like that? The guy behind Ronaldo? Yeah, the guy behind oh, Ronaldo. Whoa. It's He's, like one of those clips that the more you watch yes, it, the better it becomes. Exactly. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It's like a Renaissance painting. Yo, imagine, was, imagine Ronaldo getting hearing from Messi and being like, yo, translate for me? What's he <laughs> yeah. saying? I remember when I first saw that clip, I didn't even know that was Eric Cantona. I'm like, yo, who's this drunk sailor that walked onto the set? There's just so much to unpack. It's like he, he quotes King Lear to start it and then goes into this like weird like diatribe about science and then the just like, I love football. At the yeah. end, it just it just caps it. What's your follow-up question reaction? if you're the host? <laughs> oh my! What do you say? What do you say to like put a cap on that? I I, I don't. I mean, do you ask him? Like, where where was that was beautiful? Where was the inspiration? Where did this inspiration? I don't come think from? you ask him any you more have questions a after that. It's not someone in your ear going, "What? Get us out of here!" Go to break. <laughs> yeah. Lead to break immediately. You couldn't see it. <laughs> we saw the reactions from Ronaldo and Messi, but. I think it was Pablo Medved was literally laughing. Like it yeah. was like later on because he ends the speech and people like don't know whether or yeah. not they should clap and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are just laughing. Like what just happened? That's it's what I so live good. for. I live for those moments. Awkward. Maybe it'll happen it's again. So Who knows? It's like knowing Kanye West is going to be at an awards ceremony. You're like, here we go. Ooh, I don't know. Happen? We don't know what's going to happen. So this draw is happening today. Um, you can watch it here on the Galazzo Network at noon. Charlie's going to be on the coverage. Charlie, I don't know. Maybe work on a speech. Can we get you a Let's, beer? Yeah. Can you read that speech? Can you? 
show up as Eric Cantona because that would be <laughs> tremendous. Avoid yeah, it. Um, but let's uh, let's chat about some of these these pots and how we how we think it could go down. So let's look at the teams currently in pot one. And yeah, mm. wow. I it's I mean, I guess you would have to say as the defending champions at Manchester mm-hmm. City are the favorites, Marco? Would you agree uh, with of that? Of course, yeah. I mean, even look at the odds to win uh, on the right side, Man City. I mean, they've, they've only gotten better. They, they've virtually, you know, stayed the same. They have uh, spectacular players. But this pot one, when you start looking into it, it gets dangerous. It's yeah. scary teams that you could come up against. Obviously, some will be hoping for Feyenoord, but there's no easy games in the Champions League. I mean, Bayern Munich, we said last last uh, year, they were just missing a nine, you know, and, and probably a more consistent coach. They got both of those. This is a really stacked pot. What you think? <laughs> He's saving it for the coverage later. Well, he, he threw me off with the coach because Tuchel took over in the Champions League knockout round. Uh-huh. And they were unbeaten to that point. And they crashed yeah. out. And they kind of tanked the season. They almost mm-hmm. lost. I'm more consistent guy. coach, meaning the same coach throughout. <laughs> yeah, you, heard, so. you heard me say more consistent, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But... With with Harry Kane, that that's that's mm-hmm. the the big get for for Bayern Munich. Now, they they are a complete team with with Harry Kane at the at the tip of the spear. So, uh, look for for Bayern to be extremely dangerous. That's the team you really want to avoid, along with Man City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're praying for Feyenoord. Mm, probably. If, if you're in pot mm-hmm. two, three, and four, uh, even at Benfica. Yeah, at this Benfica point. probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So let's say that we are a team in. In pot one, let's look at pot two mm-hmm. and discuss what teams we would hope to avoid in pot two if we're a team. Maybe the Kings in pot one. <laughs> yeah. the, the Kings of the tournament. Yeah, Real. Madrid. I mean, what is it about Real Madrid and Champions League? They it's- get new life. Every year, I have all my friends, so many of my friends are Real Madrid fans, and they start the same August the same way. Oh, we're not good. We're missing this player, that player. But then come April, May, they put it together and they go on this spectacular run it's, it's in their blood it's in their in their and you DNA. never you never know who they could get in january yep. you know True. if there's a player that will make them better who's not you know already uh, tied to a champions league side that could reinvigorate them but you have to love what jude bellingham has already uh, done unbelievable oh this squad. rocking so the fives he dons old number two just incredible so man vinicius jr rodrigo jude bellingham they, they have so much talent Still missing a nine, mm-hmm. in my opinion, but uh, you, you never want to play against Real Madrid in, in Champions League. And Don Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti. I've he'll, never he'll figured something out. out. Yeah. You know what? I think, Alexis, you said on the show the other day, Jude just fits Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. If there's, I've never agreed with something more. Oh. He is, like, perfect there. Mm-hmm. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. You, and you look at where 100 million go. You see, look, yeah. we can yeah. find the common ground. Charlie, that's called giving me credit. I don't know. You've never seen it before, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Hey, I'm giving you credit. <laughs> I'm messing with you. When, when you, you look at where that, 100 million yeah. goes these days, that's 100 million well spent. It almost felt like a discount, which is what I said. Because you watch him, you're like, it feels like he's been on Real Madrid forever. Mm-hmm. He is perfect for this team. Yeah. And also, Inter is in that group. You know, they're, they've finished yep. second place in the Champions League. They're a difficult team. They've gotten better. They've gotten more depth. Yeah, maybe up top there's some question marks Pavard comes in in the defense who I think will be perfect because he's a ball playing center back which is exactly what Inzaghi needs mm-hmm. I'm telling you they're 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 Arsenal. not fun to play against Arsenal we back baby 
We back in Champions It took you that long to mention it. All right. I'm surprised. I was letting you rock. Uh, you. you gave me credit. You bought yourself <laughs> some time. Uh, Arsenal's back. I'm excited to see what Mikel Arteta has planned for a competition like this, how we can get a squad with a lot of new players, but again, depth still being an issue in some positions, especially with injuries, um, how we can sort of deliver. And this player that you're watching right here, Bukayo Saka, made mm. for this stage. This is where he needs to play. This is the level I want to see him shine at. I, I can't wait to see what they put together. I will say it was a disappointing Europa League campaign last year, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that would, you, you would think, get them prepared for what mm. this looks like, balancing the English Premier League with the Champions League. So I'm curious to see how he rotates, how he keeps everyone happy. I know it's really difficult, but keeps the team at a super high level without the drop-off because we saw without a Gabby Jesus in the squad, it, it takes a big drop. Yeah. yeah. That's so, the toughest thing for any, any team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little surprised they never reinvested in the squad in getting a top mm-hmm. talented striker to push Gabby Jesus given the, his injury history. Uh, Eddie Nketiah has been played well, and Gabby Jesus did play, uh, you know, a few minutes last weekend. So there's the, I, I'll be fine with that. Manchester United, I'm interested to see when Hoyland gets healthy, mm-hmm. how they're going to play in Champions League. Eric Ten Hag's, is, is Eric Ten Hag's system actually going to come to fulfillment? They've not, a lot of pressure on the kid. They've not looked great so far no, in Premier League. Like, also, is it, is it Ancelotti's last... Yeah, probably. Yeah. And so, so then he just goes on, on to Brazil and I wins know, a World Cup with yeah. them. But what a what a what a capper that would be. You <laughs> yeah. know, one one last champion. I want to see that eyebrow lift title. one more time. <laughs> pot three is Who dangerous too. It's pot iconic. All right, wild. pot three. Scary. Bring on pot three. What do we got oh, in Milano. here? Oh, Milano. There's, there's some scary teams here that Watch can shock you. Shakhtar always plays well in these mm-hmm. competitions, especially the beginning stages. Uh, FC Copenhagen uh, played really well in the lead-up to this. PSV, we talked about mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, before. There's a couple that could surprise you. But Milano is... is Milan is it. Milan being in pot three feels weird. Like, it, it just does. feels strange. really weird. Right? Agreed. So, yeah. semifinalists. Group, group of death coming up. Yeah, I, I know. I, I feel it. They're begging for something else. And they've just gotten so much better. It's actually shocking how much better they've gotten, especially in their attack. They're so dynamic. They're so difficult to play against. The thing that they went to the uh, semifinals of the Champions League with really just Leao up top who could actually beat his man, now that they got Pulisic, now that mm-hmm. they've got... Uh, players on the bench, Chukweze, they are a dangerous team to play against. Bro, Pulisic is back in the Champions League. Let's go. He looked good at Chelsea when he played last If he time. stays healthy, I'm telling you, Were the you guy's a problem. Were you surprised how well he, he yeah. integrated himself? I'm not surprised at the talent. The talent's not the surprising no, part. It's just, the chemistry yeah. right away. I know that he knows a lot of the guy, like Loftus Giroud, Sheen, yeah. I know. But Olivier still. Giroud, yeah, it's the, that, yeah. But there's that. so many other pieces to the game that you think, all right, it's going to take them a little bit of time, which is normal. They've hit the ground running. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And him and Lau, too, because, you know, he likes to play on the left side. He prefers to. But it seems like their chemistry is great together. And, and they understand when I'm able to dribble a man, hold on, then he can open up space. So, they, so far, so good. When I saw Lau run up to him, give him a big hug. <gasps> picked goal, him up. I was like, oh, I got the chemistry building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That was my one big worry. He's so. like, finally, I have somebody else to help yeah. me out. Yeah. That's no, what it I is. loved that, too. That was a cool moment. All right. Pot four. Pot four. Let's go. Let's take a look at this pot four. And um, there's, I look at Newcastle. 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 Oof. Oof. And then Newcastle. Union Berlin and Real Sociedad as well. Galatasaray mm-hmm. is a Galatasaray is a big one. They got some team. big names on yeah. that squad. Mm. Um, Ikavadi. Yeah. Look killing for a U.S. Men's no, national team names. player, <laughs> Sam Vines on Antwerp. So yeah. that, that's... And, uh, I just got it. <laughs> so, well done, Alexis. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's some some quality in that pot four. Okay, um, should we? Camera Carter Vickers. Uh, oh God. Celtic? Should we chat about a little group of death? 
scenario. Yeah. It doesn't like, even make sense what are we could just happen. trying to make the most group of death? We have it built. He said Charlie yeah. said yeah. it. Yeah. Which yeah. one did you go on, Charlie? Bayern. Uh huh. Real Madrid. Uh huh. Milan. Newcastle. I would have gone City. City. Instead of Bayern. Yeah. Well, because well, they won. They're the champions. That, yes, but then you don't get Newcastle. So the, of, right. the it all teams, out. of the strongest oh, teams in pot four, you go with yeah. the, pot, the, the, the toughest group that you could have, in my opinion, is Bayern, Madrid, Milan, Newcastle. Now, if you went City, you go City, Madrid, Milan, Union, Berlin. But that doesn't sound no, that's as, not as competitive. Mm -hmm. So that's why. It's going to be tough. It's just one. tough to think of a group of death and not having the, the, the title holders. The, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't, they don't need to be in it to be the group of death. <laughs> no, I know. It's just tough to think of if we're going to come up with the biggest group of death, it's tough for and me to consider. you could do Bayern, and for Arsenal, the toughest would be Bayern, Arsenal, Milan, Real Sociedad. It's going to be unfortunate when uh, Milan have to knock Arsenal out, no, really. oh. and I'll come back on the show for that one. And you guys are going to be mad because Pulisic scores against Arsenal. Damn, that's, that's that tough. I hope tough. that happens, actually. If that happens, that would be tough. That'd be good. You'd be happy? I wouldn't use the word good. There we go. I wouldn't use the word good, but I'd be happy for Christian Can you guys pick a dark horse team for me? Because I always, I always like having like, Liverpool. <laughs> not in it, and so yeah. I need to, I need to get behind a team. Would that's that's tomorrow we're going to talk about Europa. Europa. A dark I know that's what no. I was going to say. Like, they're in pot three. They're in pot three, possibly. You know Does it what? count? That's it. Okay. New for me, they're dangerous. Pot, for me, Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Yeah, dude. I want to see Zaha ball out in Champions League. Mm. They've got a lot of players. If they can put it together. They got a lot of big Mario names. Icardi has looked good. In, yeah. He's been scoring. Really good. Got, got, he's happy there. Fit, so mm -hmm. that could be a great dark horse for you. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Yeah. I'll take it all got, under consideration. They got a nice kit, too. They do Come have on. a great the, kit. The that's, honestly, that's wow. what it's going to come down to. There you go. Excitement. Dude, Champions <laughs> League. You guys will do anything for I'm a kit. You'll talk I'm well about any team if you get a jersey. I'm understanding. I'm understanding morning footy now. Friday. I'm going to bring you guys a Palermo jersey so that we talk about Palermo. There we go. Let's go. I'll wear it. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work. Charlie and I are gonna wear corn kits at some point, so we will literally wear anything. Corn kit. Uh, oh yeah, you were. You, you were missed on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what y'all. Indy Eleven. Indy Eleven. Check it out. Oh, I did see that. Okay. Check it out. That's right. Check it out. Thank you. Uh, we are going to take a break, everybody. Hey, we're gonna chat some Serie A with Marco Messina when we come back. To morning footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Well, here are some scenes from Rome as Romelu Lukaku arrived in the city to finalize his move to Roma. Safe to say uh, they look pretty excited about their new signing and what he can bring to this club. In fact, his flight to Rome was the most tracked ever. <laughs> like people like dialing into flight aware and watching this thing on a screen. 50,000 people. I have friends Land. that do the, that have the flight tracker apps. I mean, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. <laughs> are, are they tracking your flight? No, not my flight. They're just staring at a little plane flying. I mean, what are you doing? You're not a flight uh, air coordinator, whatever that's called. Air traffic Air controller? traffic controller. You got there. I, I just wanted there. to make sure that Roma found arrived. It. I looked in the fridge and I moved some stuff around and I found it. Safe and sound. That's Roma um, fans, though. That's Roma fans. Some of the most passionate in Italy. And it's great to see because I feel like we've talked about it uh, this week on the show with Lukaku and how he's a, the type of player that, that needs yep. that. He needs to, to feel the love, and he ne needs to feel welcomed and, and appreciated. It, it, it's not been a great start to the mm. season for Roma, a, a draw and a loss, but um, how, do you feel, how do you feel about this move in, in general for, for both the 
club and the player. So for Lukaku, weird, weird summer. I mean, and I know I said that he'll be loved at Roma, and I think it's a great place for him. He was loved at Inter, too, just, just to put it out there. I think for him, it's a good place to go, considering his other option was Saudi Arabia or staying at Chelsea because of the weird summer he had. But a little controversial, I don't think it really moves the needle that much for Roma. Really? In terms of, if you're telling me, do they make top four now? Do they push for the Scudetto? Which is absurd to even think about because they have so many other problems. Roy Patricio in net guarantees you mistakes. The defense is still so shaky. They signed so many players, and the reason why they're able to sign Renato Sanchez, Dybala, Lukaku, Oar is because they're injury prone. And we're already seeing a, tomorrow, tomorrow's match, which we're covering, is not there, Renato Sanchez is not there. There's talks even Pellegrini might not be there. So all these things, you're not making top four in Italy. It's too competitive. The other teams above them are too good. I want to ask you, we talked about it on this this week, the relationship between Lukaku and Mourinho, even if it's good right now, even if Mourinho was one of the ones tracking this flight, there's a possibility that they both kind of have a volatile personality. Where do you see this ending up at the end of the season? I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine just because Jose has been so desperate for a striker. He's legit posted on Instagram with nobody around his arm just to make fun of me like, I have no striker. I have no other center forward. And he doesn't. Exactly. So that's why I think he's going to have to love Lukaku no matter what. And I think he can get the best out of him. It's one of those situations where he's not at Real Madrid anymore. He's not at Man United or Chelsea where he's going to buy any player. He can only get what he takes. And he's been begging for a player. And the only reason why they're able to do this is because in the end, nobody got them. And Chelsea said, all right, take him for free. Take him on a loan instead of, you know, full outright. So he's going to be very happy, that's, I think. That's why I'm shocked you don't think it drastically improves Roma. Because but what, what do we mean by drastically improve? Do we mean top four? Because for me, that's the only difference. He's not going to be on the back line. improving Roma in terms of they're going to start getting results. They couldn't score goals. If you have a team where you, you build out of the back or you, you get those opportunities in the attacking third and it goes to nothing, which was, was happening – now you have a guy who can score goals, so you could even if they give up a goal or two, they still can win 3-2, 4-3. Three, three. You, you just need Dybala to stay healthy. You need Lukaku to Which is asking healthy. for a lot. And, but if that is the case, this team all of a sudden becomes a competitive team in Serie I, So can, I think they're better. I, we could agree on that. Yeah. I just think when I look at Juventus, I look at Milan, I look at uh, Inter, and I look at Napoli, they're just far better than them. So that's my only reason why I say that it doesn't move the needle because I don't think it gets them Champions League football. You don't they have so many top, other problems. It's very tough. It would take, it, I would be extremely surprised if they make top four. But I'm really happy for the move. Like, sorry, I don't want to damper on the parade. I'm so happy and I'm thrilled that he's there and they need a striker. Totally you, agree. You don't seem it, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I also, am, I am. some of the other names you mentioned, Bernardo Sanchez also, I think, had a bit of a, you know, a, 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 I don't know. He came back into the spotlight a little bit. He showed that he has some quality. So maybe he's a good opportunity for him, especially in the midfield. It's he's great. already injured. Yeah, I know. He's already injured. Problem. But if he comes back from that injury and he shows that he can play well, these are some names. Uh, Awar, who was he's good. with Arsenal for years. Great player. Um, back when he was in the French League. This is good. It's a good. It's a. It's a bunch of names mm-hmm. we've heard before, and we've seen them play well. If mm-hmm. he can put it all together, and a name like Jose Mourinho has shown he can do that in the past. If he can do it again, and maybe not top four, it would be really special if they did it. No, I'm intrigued. Year. I'm intrigued, and I'm excited to watch how it all plays out. Um, all right, go. let's transition over to uh, another team that's struggling to start the season in Lazio. They mm-hmm. finished second in Serie A last year, but two losses to start wow. this season, Marco. And it's funny because watching. Some of their their games, they they create opportunities, mm. but they've just been they've been a little wasteful. They've yeah. been toothless. What's going on? With also, Lazio? look at the games. They lost to Genoa and they lost to Lecce. Genoa is a team from Serie B, and Lecce is a team that was in Serie A last year for the first time. 
And it's also, they have to play Napoli and Juventus next. So Ooh. it's a tough schedule for them. Mentally and physically, they look a little bit all over the place. They've only really lost Milinkovic Savic, which is weird because you only? would think. But yeah, but I'm saying, Big considering name. it's one, one player, you didn't think it would have this drastic change to lose against teams coming from the city of B. But there's so much turmoil behind the scenes. And that's the real problem. The, the president, uh, Claudio Lotito, he's a wild guy, wild Italian president. He said that Sadi doesn't even get to choose the players. Sadi has to tell him what position I want. I want a striker. So Sadi wanted Sanabria, for example. He said, no, no, we're not buying him. We're buying Castellanos. He's the one who's choosing them. So there's a little bit of tension behind the scenes, which I think is also, uh, you know, you're seeing it in their results. Spilling out. In the, so, I, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, that's what I mean when we're, we're talking about Roma, top four. Like, the way they're playing right now. They should be. They should fight. They should be? Yes. Do you think they will be? They had one of the, I think they had the it best defense so last year. Volatile. And now you're conceding goals. You, you're up 1-0 against Lecce the entire match. And in two minutes, you concede two goals. No, it can't happen. What about their chances in Champions League? That's why I avoided them when we were talking about the pots. <laughs> I kind of noticed you did. Sadi also like, doesn't, I mean, he's notorious for like wanting to bow out of Europe. I hope it's different. This is just to say I hope it is different, but mm -hmm. I'm a little bit scared. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a couple, like teams that have impressed you so far in, in Serie A. Maybe teams that have surprised you. Mm -hmm this season? Who would they be? I mean, the obvious one is Milan, right? We spoke about them, just the chemistry. And I really think if we just don't know about their defense yet, if their defense is good, which I still have question marks when they go up against strong attackers, they could be a problem. And they could be a problem in every competition because they have players off the bench. They might even sign Taremi. That's one of the new rumors. So they're amazing. And Frosinone, I mean, we joked about it before, but man, they play good football. You guys got to watch them play one game. They love to touch, and we all threw them under the bus. We said, oh, they're going to go back to Serie B because they're a little bit too cute. But they've actually been able to get results. They beat Atalanta. It's pretty wild. And Reinders. Reinders is the player to watch Ooh, for okay. Milan. Amazing midfielder. The guy is spectacular. He's the next, I think he's going to become one of the next big things. Have you, have you got, what's, who's your top four? I, we all have different okay. winners, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way, which I think is different than any other league. You can't really say four different winners. I have Inter, Milan, Napoli, Juventus. Okay. How do you think Inter puts it together? Yeah. Wow. What do you guys think? Who do you think wins? I, I said before that Serie A season is a Juve, but I think Milan wins. Yeah, I would have. I'd switch to Milan. I now, think I had sure. Milan because we had to make those <laughs> yeah. predictions, which are never go well for me, Marco. But I believe I had Milan. But it's nice that we got some different teams, know. you know? Yeah. Nobody yeah, can fun. agree on because Napoli won so, last year. That's why I said, yeah, yeah it's so fun because yeah. you just don't know. <laughs> and it makes me feel smart when it all works out sometimes. Anita Jones is going to join us Let's when go. we return. We're going to chat some Carabao Cup on the other side. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Uh, second round of Carabao Cup concluded yesterday. Here's a look at the results from Wednesday. Chelsea get the 2-1 win over Wimbledon. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Blackburn put up eight goals against poor Harrogate Town. Yeesh. Don't hurt him. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Burnley with the 1-0 win over Nottingham Forest. Uh, Sheffield United, Lincoln City, and in a 0-0 draw. But Lincoln City wins on PKs. And Everton by the skin of their teeth, avoid disaster. They got the 2-1 win over Doncaster. Uh, for more on Carabao Cup, let's bring in the lovely Anita Jones. Anita, it's so good to see you, and also really good to see that the plant behind you has been moved and so that it is not taking over your, your stunning face. Look at this. 
Oh my God. You're too sweet. <laughs> I mean, you guys now. missed it. I was being eaten by the plant last week. We, we, you know, changed the situation up so you can see me. You can see the plant. The plant is still here, though. And maybe I want to call it something. Maybe I should oh, name yes, it. Oh, yes, you should name it. Do you guys have any info? I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a, a big proponent of naming your plants. Nico thought I was crazy. And he's naming got, your plants? Yes. I've never heard of this he's before. He's a plant daddy. I had a, I had a cactus. <laughs> I had a cactus named Charlie for years. Yes. Wow. That I subsequently killed. You happy about that? You happy that the cactus Thanks. is named Charlie? Alexa's got a name. Alexa, come on, I, come up with a name. You're something. the funny guy. I, uh, right now, David Luis is the first thing that comes to mind, but uh, I'll think of something before the end of the show. Pretty good. I was going to say, something like, whose yeah, hair yeah, yeah. does this, you know? Mm. That's why I thought of David exactly. Luis. Exactly. Um, all right, Anita, let's chat some Carabao Cup. Chelsea get the 2-1 yeah. win over Wimbledon. They went down early in this one, uh, but they come back to find the, the two goals. How, how important was this result? for them, um, considering how, how the season has started. I know they got the 3-0 win over Luton Town, but how big was this for Chelsea? Yeah, well, I think the fact that Mauricio Pochettino only started with four players that had started in that Luton Town win at the weekend shows that he is trying to find alternatives to the starting eleven that he feels is probably going to be the best to get them the highest finish this season in his first season back in the Premier League. They did go down. It was a bit shaky at first, but um, they are playing a team that's in the fourth tier of English football. So on paper, they should have won that and they did. And it, it was nice to see them win again because um, with these teams that are having so much transition at the moment, Winning is really, I guess, the key ingredient to keep the, the confidence up of the players. At the weekend when they played Luton Town, there was a lot of chat about how we're seeing the best of Raheem Sterling again. And it was nice to see him link up with one of their new signings, um, Jackson, up front. So um, it's going to be a slow process, but they should have got through this. They did. And now they're into round three of the cup. Anita, how do you think they're going to do against uh, Brighton? Because the good news is the Italians are doing well in the Premier League. So how do you, how do you see this going? <laughs> yeah, your guy, Roberto De Zerbi. Um, what can I say? When it comes to cups, a lot of teams do take it seriously. I think Mauricio Pochettino got a bit of slack when he was at Tottenham because they seemed to prioritise the league and the European competitions when they were in them. Um, given that Chelsea aren't in any European competitions this season, I would expect them to take this more seriously. When it comes to Brighton, they're going to have to do a lot of rotation because they're fighting on four fronts. Um, it will be a nice matchup. And again, I think it will be a good test for Pochettino and his staff to see where the gap is because Brighton can deliver the goods, especially against teams that go for them. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino's team aren't accustomed to do the low block like we saw in the, the Premier League game against West Ham. They like to go out on the front foot. So it should be a really tasty tie between those sides. I want to ask a little bit about, I'm going to take a couple of the things we've spoken about, plus the kit that's behind you and merge it into one question. <laughs> um, Tottenham is also uh, in the competition. I see a Barca kit, and you mentioned Deserbi and Brighton. So that brings me to Ansu Fati, who is rumored to be going uh, to Brighton. Talk a little bit about some of the effect that you were seeing in the league where players are choosing specifically to go to Brighton over places like Tottenham or other, uh, or other clubs, specifically because of Deserbi and how well he's been coaching. Definitely. I, th I imagine that when it came to Ansu Fati and his, his team deciding between the two um, clubs, they would have looked at the number of games that were available to them. Tottenham, of course, just got knocked out of the League Cup. So they're only really in the Premier League and then the FA Cup. The fact that Brighton, as we mentioned, are fighting on four fronts means that De Zerbi will have to rotate massively to ensure that his 
uh, starting 11 for the Premier League, which I imagine will be their priority, are fit and can go the distance of the season. In terms of Brighton's, I guess, DNA, they have an incredible recruitment system. It's just something that everyone is talking about. They're really the envy of a lot of clubs where they are picking out young players and giving them the opportunity to perform on the young stage and then or on the big stage rather and then they're selling them for mega bucks we look, just look at like Moises Caicedo who is now the most expensive Premier League player going to Chelsea you also look at Alexis McAllister these um, are players who we didn't really know before and look at what they've done with Karo Matoma just from last season he came in a relatively unknown quality so uh, as a young player you look at Brighton and you think, wow. There's also another player who I think is worth mentioning, Simon Adingra. He um, went out on season, uh, alone last season and now he's back in the four. So he's another attacking player that I imagine the Zerbi will be looking at alongside Ansu Fati. So hopefully this is the chance for Ansu Fati to get back to that young prodigy we were all talking about. We know, obviously, after his injury, it didn't help. And um, there seemed to be a bit of a fallout between Ansu Fati's team and uh, the the technical team at Barca. So it would be exciting to see him in the Premier League. Um, again, it's just going to be De Zerbi's decision as to when he beds him in. Anita, turning our attention to another tournament here, Aston Villa in the Europa Conference League going against... Hibernian, they're up 5-0 in the first leg. Uh, how have you assessed their season with Unai Emery? Incredible stuff. I know that they had a really tough first game against Newcastle, but uh, a lot of things were going on. You know, they lost Emi Buendia to an ACL injury. They've also, after that, lost Tyrone Mings. But since then, it's been two wins on the bounce for them. And what was so encouraging about their last league game was that they had their fullback, Matty Cash, scoring twice. If you're managing to spread the goals that way, um, it's incredible for them. And, you know, we look at Unai Emery. He has won the Europa League the record number of times as a manager. I know they're not in that competition, but when you have that pedigree leading the side, he's used to playing so many games in a week. You can only feel confident going into this. And in that first leg you mentioned against Hibernian, well, I think it was three different goal scorers. So um, it's exciting to see what they're going to do. And they also, um, at the weekend, they had their new signing, Musa Diaby score. So they are a really exciting team. I imagine they still may have weird results like that game against Newcastle at the start of the season. But all in all, we're seeing a side that has a really great style and something that has just completely jumped leaps and bounds from what we saw under Steven Gerrard, um, what, a year ago or so. So watch this space with Aston Villa. They're a really exciting and young team. Uh, Anita, in a week, I want you to predict the future for me. In a week, uh, will, will Mohamed Salah be hiring movers or will, is he staying at Liverpool? Because there's rumors that the Anita, Saudi league is interested. My Liverpool-loving heart can't take it. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like I should call this plot Mo Salah because it's only going to last oh, for a week. No, I'm joking. I don't know. I love um, that. I really don't know. I don't know what the situation is there. None of us know. Of course, his name has been associated with a move to the Saudi league where the likes of Jordan Henderson, a former teammate of his, has gone, and really big names. It's really intriguing because in terms of Liverpool at the moment, they need him and the transfer window closes by a Friday. So if they lose him, that will be really detrimental if Liverpool do not have a backup option. Of course, Darwin Nunez, came good at the weekend to help them get that incredible win over Newcastle. Sorry, Susanna, but it was incredible. The comeback was one of the best. I loved best. every second of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I imagine he did, but I imagine he didn't like the start. That was oh, quite scary. No, I was, but, uh, I was hiding. Well, every, everyone has a price tag, right, Anita? Exactly. I guess they do. And, and you look at Mohamed Salah, he's won everything at club level. So you, you question, it's, it's really, I guess, a personal question for him about where his ambition is, because Liverpool are in a transition at the moment. So whilst they did manage to stage that incredible comeback, I don't know that they've got the consistency to challenge the likes of Manchester City this season. You know, there's so many teams that are going to be in and around there, although Manchester City have already got a two-point lead in the table. Um, it's really a watch-this-space situation. But we're all eager. Mohamed Salah, we're watching his social media. He keeps posting pics from, like, training and so on in his Liverpool kit. So, as things stand, he's still a, a man that's playing in a red shirt. Susanna's love. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting. It'd be a huge loss for the Premier League if he did go, though. It's uh, it's nervous days for me. I think it would be so different too, Anita, if if Liverpool were playing in Champions League this year. Then I think I would feel a lot more secure about him him staying because he would want to play in that in that competition. They can watch but... the draw though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna walk off. Anita, <laughs> we don't stop. Now. Anita, is that plant in your living room? Is that plant in my living room? That plant next to you. No. Is that the living room? No, no, it's my, it's my, it's my office. My oh, because I was going to say, then Sala would be perfect in Spanish. That's living room. That would have been perfect. Oh, there you go, there you go. Beautiful. No, but Charlie, you're mean. How can you say that? They can watch the, you know, that was <laughs> hey, you last why, season, Why'd you friend. laugh? Why'd you laugh? <laughs> Could be mean if you laugh. Uh, Anita, uh, always great to see you. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, prayers up for your girl over here. Mo Salah stays, right? Uh, prayers up for us who are Arsenal fans. We don't want to be out, you know, going down to the competition your team's in, Susanna. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, exactly. <laughs> Fighting words. Oh, man. Anita, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. <laughs> um, we are going to take a break. And Bezo Zamane is going to join us next. He's one of our faves. We're going to yes. chat some ongoings in African soccer on the other side. Stick around. We'll be right back. Back to Morning Footy presented by Degree. It won't let you down. Um, we are going around the globe on Morning Footy, and we are so happy to welcome back our good friend Mbizo Zamani to chat some ongoings in African soccer. Mbizo, it is always lovely to see your face, but I'm, I gotta know about this kit that you're rocking right now because it is straight fire, sir. Niger boy. <laughs> I'm a Niger man today. I'm representing Niger. <laughs> I love Super it. Eagles and Falcons. Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> fresh, so fresh. Um, all right, so the African Football League, which was formerly the African Super League, uh, conducts their draw on Saturday. What can you tell us about this, this new competition and what we can expect to see from it? Okay, well, it's, uh, it's obviously a, a new competition, and it, it, I guess it's, it's pretty exciting from certain perspectives, which is that you'll have uh, the top teams in, uh, in African football competing against each other. Uh, this initial phase uh, of the tournament will have uh, eight teams uh, from three regional blocks. Uh, you have the North region, Central West, uh, and Southeast region. And of course, it'll include uh, some top level teams like Al Ali uh, from Egypt, Esperance uh, from Tunisia, uh, Widar Athletic, uh, Inyimba from Nigeria, uh, TP Mazemba from, from uh, DRC. So a lot of really, really top uh, clubs will be in this competition. But this initial phase will only have eight teams. And then in 2024-25 season, they're looking to add um, probably more teams 
looking to about 24 teams across the continent and expand the, the, the competition. So uh, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff, uh, at least for those teams that will be participating and the, the average fan who's looking to see African giants uh, tumble. Um, you mentioned Al-Ali from the northern region. Then you look in the southeast region in uh, South Africa, you've got a club like Mamelodi Sundowns. Uh, who, what region do you think fans who maybe have not watched African football before should be looking at? What are some of the clubs that you think are the standouts that you think can go far? I think historically in continental football, the North African teams have, have tended to do very well. Of course, Al-Ali uh, is probably the most successful team in African history. So I think you'd be looking to those teams. But the nature of this competition is such that there's so many giants from all these regions that uh, really every team has something to offer. And every team uh, is a top quality team, uh, especially in this eight, uh, eight club uh, initial competition, inaugural competition. Uh, and then moving forward, hopefully these other teams will, will also expand, be bigger, be better, uh, and be able to compete with these, these giants from North Africa in particular. And Bizo, obviously, there's so many African players doing well all across the globe. Uh, Aussie man is killing it in Italy. He started off with three goals right away. Who are some of the standouts that, that you're looking at and you could tell us about? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually loved watching some of the African players uh, uh, this, this season uh, in these couple of opening games. Um, for me, uh, Victor Bonafasi from Leverkusen is just an absolutely spectacular player. Uh, I mean, one of the things I love about him is that uh, yes, he's a goal scorer, but when he's not scoring, he's contributing to the play. Uh, a, a wonderful playmaking forward, um, strong, powerful, clever, uh, makes great decisions, uh, and I think he's he's destined for an incredible career. I, I suspect that he'll be at Leverkusen, uh, you know, a season two, uh, and then maybe some bigger giants will look to to poach him from this club. Um, another player who's absolutely spectacular is Kudus. Um, and, and this may be a big statement, but I think he is one of the best attacking midfielders in the world. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that West Ham was able to pry him from Ajax, but I think he's going to be spectacular for the Premier League, uh, spectacular for European football in general, and he's certainly a flag bearer for Ghanaian and, and African football. Uh, there's a couple of others as well. Uh, Nicholas Jackson has been extremely impressive for me. Another one who uh, other than goals, is contributing a lot to, to open play. Uh, so it's, it's very exciting. It's very exciting for African football right now. Mbizo, I'm not shocked that Victor Boniface has has taken the Bundesliga by storm, just given that he's a joint top scorer. I was waiting, for that. I was waiting for that, what by the way. Who did you play for before? Union Saint-Gelois. Oh, my God, he just threw uh, right off his tongue. So <laughs> I'm curious, who's the next African star? Who's flying under the radar right now? Is, is there one that comes to mind for you? Uh, there's a couple of, of young players, certainly, uh, on the continent uh, coming out. Um, but if I'm to stick to uh, Europe, the people who are just on the precipice of exploding, there's, there's a player that I really, really enjoy watching. Uh, and I think he's one of the best defenders, certainly, on the African continent uh, and could potentially become one of the best uh, defenders in the world, who's uh, Odilon Kusinou. He's also a Bayer Leverkusen player, and, and I've been a long-time admirer uh, of this Ivorian defender, uh, also playing in Leverkusen, and he is the second uh, to the pair of Edmund Tapsoba, uh, and, and he's just a spectacular player. All action Jackson, uh, all over the pitch, uh, can defend, can push forward, um, an, an incredible player, and I'm surprised, actually, that he hasn't already been uh, approached by, by bigger clubs, so definitely one to look out for uh, this season. Could uh, be a breakout season. I, I, all i got to say, Mbizo, is 
you, you've been eating a lot of fufu, huh? Because that jersey <laughs> is tight. <laughs> Come on. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. You look you've good. You've been in the gym. You've been in the gym too much, man. Oh, uh, come on, man. It's never too much. It's never too much. <laughs> yeah, until, until it got to find its way out. Fufu is a, uh, is a you enjoy it while you eat it kind of food. Uh, I do want to ask about, a, you mentioned a lot of future stars. Uh, let me ask you about a former superstar. Uh, the Cameroon uh, Federation's president, Samuel Eto'o, not looking like, uh, you know, it's too steady for him right now. What, what updates can you give us on what's going on there? Yeah, unfortunately, this uh, indomitable lion, this icon of African football, has been embroiled in a, in a bit of a scandal in Cameroon, although uh, there's a lot of convoluted information coming out uh, of the country at the moment. Uh, there's been some allegations of match fixing, uh, where he promised uh, a first division club some uh, promotion, uh, and then, miraculously, they were promoted. However, there are a lot of uh, uh, issues happening sort of underfoot, which is that there are some Opponents in, in Cameroonian football who haven't been happy with some of the policies that uh, Samuel Eto'o has, has incorporated. Um, for example, he has asked for a lot of accountability from, from the presidents of, of the clubs in, in, the, in the league um, for them to look after uh, Cameroonian players more uh, and, for example, provide receipts for their payment of players, uh, which has, has been an ongoing problem in the Cameroonian FA uh, with not all of the teams paying their players on time. And so uh, uh, some other proponents, some journalists are thinking that uh, this is a bit of a political push to uh, dirty his name because he's putting them under pressure to be accountable for their clubs. Um, so it's difficult to uh, discern exactly what's going on in the country right now, but uh, I'm keeping an eye uh, on those proceedings to see exactly what is going on. I mean, we obviously hope that uh, an icon like Samuel Eto'o isn't guilty of what he's being accused of. And of course, he's innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, factors uh, involved, a lot of variables that need to be identified. Amazing. And Bizo, uh, we appreciate you so much. Definitely keep us posted on that story, and I'm sure we will be checking back in with you very soon. Have a great one. Thank you so much, folks. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. Respect. What a guy. Respect. Bezo. Love him, Bizo. Um, all right, guys, enjoy all the soccer today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's do it again tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great day, everyone.